Hey there, it's me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we improve your mindset and your money. And in today's episode, I like to have another conversation with Amy Montgomery. She is a digital marketing specialist, and she runs her company called A Call to Thrive. And we're going to be talking about certain things about email marketing you may not have considered. This is about all things about building your list and cleaning your list and why you should be taking advantage of certain things that you may not be aware of. So grab a pen, grab a piece of paper, and let's dive into some really good conversations. And it doesn't matter if you are B2B or B2C, e-commerce, whatever you're doing, you're going to really benefit with Amy has to share with you. Now you're going to get all of this coming to you after this short break. Hey, Amy, how are you doing today? Great. Nice to see you, Denise. I am so excited to talk with you about all things emails. I think a lot of us hear a lot about email marketing and we hear about a list and subject lines and unsubscribes and all that stuff, but we don't really know what that looks like. And I know you, we can cite articles, but I thought, let me bring you into my little world and let's talk about all things emails. Now, for those who are just completely naive to professional emails, can we talk about why we send out emails to begin with? Yeah. So there are a couple of primary emails that you want to have in your business. And uh, really it's to build relationships with people and to give them um, lots of value and over deliver so that they will actually become customers and raving fans of your business. And so um, I will, I'll mention just one to start the number one, uh, that you actually really need in your business is going to be your indoctrination series or welcome series. And that should train people to whitelist your emails so that your emails aren't going into junk mail. It should be giving them some really great value, teaching them how to, to always read through your emails and read the PS and uh, make sure that um, they understand that they're going to be getting great value when they open your emails and, and kind of prepare them for what they get from you. And I think that a lot of people don't email their lists enough and um, that will really set them up for understanding that they'll be getting lots of emails from you. Now, I love a lot of people think, oh my gosh, why should I see emails? I get all these emails all the time. I feel like I'm bothering my list. It's a common thing I, I hear from newbie entrepreneurs. And if someone said that to you, what's the first instinctual thing that you would say in response? Everyone out there is really, really busy and they are not sitting on their phone waiting for your email. I mean, we would like to think that everyone's sitting there waiting for our precious email to arrive, but that's just not the case. Their life is happening. Other people are sending them emails. They're, you know, they're busy with their own world. And so if you don't send multiple emails, chances are one, they're probably going to forget to, to, maybe they'll see it and they'll go, oh, okay, I'll read it later. And then never do. They need reminders. The people that send multiple emails even a day are making a lot more money than people that, that say, oh, I'll just send one email or um, every once in a while. So the more you send emails is actually the better 
because you are actually reaching those people. You want people to unsubscribe if they're not going to purchase your products or services. They should then go back out into the world, into your uh, social media, and then you need to bring them in through another offer or a service that they might be interested in. So at the end of the day, I'm not worried about people unsubscribing. What I would be worried about is if people are on your list and they're not becoming clients. I love the fact that you said that you actually want people unsubscribing because I think that a lot of people don't understand that each person is real estate in your electronic house. And there are quota limits, depending on obviously the email service that you provide. And you don't want people on your list that aren't going to buy. In fact, I think about one specific digital email marketer that I know, he more or less sends out email messages every once in a while and saying, hey, you haven't bought any stuff from me. Are you still wanting to get my emails? And literally calling it out. And he uses that as his periodic cleanse. Yeah. That's something that you actually need, uh, in your business as well to set up, um, you know, to clean out all the cold emails. So you'll go into your system and it'll say, okay, you've got all of these cold emails. These people haven't opened an email in the last you know month or so. And so you absolutely want to send them through sort of, um, a series that's going to, you know, try and get them to click on something. Try to get them to open, to watch a video, to do something, to let them let you know that they're still interested. If they don't open those emails and, you know, you send them all out and say, hey, you know, I guess this is goodbye. uh, You want to remove those people from your list. Now, you don't have to uh, get rid of them completely. Like maybe you keep them in a separate account someplace in case you're going to do some sort of launch and you want to include them later on or, um, you know, put them in in a file someplace. But the reason why you want to get rid of them is that if you start to have a low open rate because of those people, then Google especially will stop sending your messages to people. They'll go straight to spam and then nobody's getting your messages. So um, your open rate is extremely important and uh, all of the email service providers under know that and they track it. So if you have people that aren't open your emails and they're cold subscribers, uh, you've got to clean those people out. That's so good. That's so good. I want to, I need to ask this question before we dive a little bit more in and let's talk about single opt-in versus double opt-in. Oh yeah. Okay. So I think that now with some of the new regulations, especially, uh, you know, over in Europe, there is the double opt-in and that there's some legal things around that. Right. But for the U S the reason why it's very good to do a double opt-in is there are a lot of spammers out there and they're going to go in there and they're going to put some sort of, um, bogus email. And then you're going to have an email list full of bogus emails. So it's important. People still try to do that. Those sometimes they'll use a temporary email just to get your download. And that's going to be a cold email. So I've seen that a little bit too. So that's why you got to be on top of it. And the double opt-in allows you to just make sure that people are real and they actually want your stuff. You don't want people in your email list that 
don't actually aren't actually waiting for it. You want people to panic when they can't find the message. You know, your your offer should be so amazing that they're emailing you um, if it went into their junk mail and they can't find it now. Uh, you don't want people that are going to, um, you know, just forget about it. So if you have people that um, aren't, you know, if you're not using double opt-in, um, I highly recommend it just because you want high quality leads, not just a bunch of emails in your list. Now, this is to put a little context about what we're talking about, single versus double opt-in. What we're talking about is people literally subscribing to the list. When you're doing the single opt-in, they could go on a squeeze page or a landing page and literally put the email address. Yes, I want your download or yes, I want your PDF or whatever you got versus the double opt-in, meaning that you put your email in and then a separate email and saying, hey, are you sure you want to subscribe to this list? And then by them clicking, yes, I do, then they're, then they're actually put on the list. Yeah. And, and you can change some of that as well. I mean, depending on where your audience is, you, I mean, again, if there's in Europe, you definitely don't want to change it, but like I will use ConvertKit, and you can actually change the wording of that message and say, here's your download. They, instead of, are you sure do you want to be on the list? They click on it and that confirms it. So there are some ways that you can get a, around that wording and then still um, confirm that they're going to be on the list. Uh, you just want to make sure that, you know, with, with the message that they take the time to do it, I think is the, the most important piece of it. Absolutely. And I know we're talking about email marketing in this here in the States versus in Europe's a little bit different. I know in the U S there are, they can spam laws and I know I'm probably just garbling it but what I'm saying is that there's certain ways that we have to conduct ourselves when we're emailing people uh, that for for business purposes is not the same as you emailing your aunt Sally in Maine yeah so uh, you mean some of the um, the ways that things emails um, get marked as spam or mm -hmm. What I'm specifically talking about is, for example, sending emails that you never, they never opted in at all, for example. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, some of that you, you, if it's a business email, you can send cold emails. Um, but if it's somebody's personal email, then you, th then you can't. So there's a lot of businesses out there that will actually try to um, get business by cold emailing. And there's systems out there that you can actually sign up for that will like Lemlist is one of them that you can set up a, a new um, domain with a new email and you can send out cold, cold email messages and, and get leads and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but again, if you send them to, non-business, like it's a non-business, uh, email, then, uh, you're going to get your whole thing shut down. And even, even doing the cold emails, because a lot of people don't open them. If, if you're doing cold emails, uh, they recommend that you create a, a brand new domain to set up and a brand new email list, because basically that domain and that email will be, will be taken down by, will be, you know, considered spammy and, uh, you're not going to be able to use it again. So 
Um, people do do it and they do use it. It's not like against the law per se, but um, that's kind of what happens to that domain. So you never would want to use your, your actual real business email if you ever chose to do that. And, uh, you know, there's, it's just probably not the, the best way to, um, to get leads, but there's definitely people that are doing it. I'm really glad that you mentioned that because I have had some problems myself using emails and I had to shut it down and had a new domain name. And it's really nerve wracking, especially if you start building a list larger than a thousand contacts. Oh yeah. I want to talk with you about buying emails. I have my thoughts about it, but I want to hear your thoughts about buying emails. Yeah. The only way that I would buy emails is if I was going to do that cold emailing system. And, you know, like we, we just mentioned, I would say, um, a better approach. If you are trying to quickly get leads and quickly build your email list, uh, would be to rent an email. And a lot of people don't know that you can do this, but almost every single magazine and publication uh, allows you to rent emails for very inexpensive. So all you have to do is go to the very, very bottom of the page, like entrepreneur, for example, you can go to the very, very bottom of the page, click on media, and it's going to be maybe $300 to $500 to um, rent an email, just depending on how many times it goes out, all of that. Sometimes they're cheaper and it's definitely cheaper than ads. So if you have a little bit of money and you want to you know that a, a certain publication has your demographic, then I would send out, you know, this is how I promoted my podcast and get it, got it to number five in the nation is I rented email lists and sent out a contest for people to subscribe. So it is a way that you can absolutely grow your email list and, um, and get in front of the right people around, you know, uh, something that someone or, or a publication that already built that. And there's also influencers out there that will actually rent your, um, the email, but you've, the, the key around it is to make sure that you have, you know, how many times they're going to send an email out a day. You want them to only send it one time. Cause they've sent it to, then you only, you know, not, not everyone's going to open both emails. The other thing is you want to check on all the click-through rates and, and all of that. And don't, don't follow for fall for all the other extras they try to sell you just focus on the click-through rate and, um, and what kind of ROI that they get. But that's, that's a better approach than I, than I think of like, uh, buying email lists because email lists, you can go out there and you can send tons of them. And maybe you're going to get, you know, 15 responses out of the 2000, um, you know, is that really worth it versus doing something like renting an email and getting a lot more eyes on your content? Now, for those of you who are listening who don't know about renting, is this more or less for six months or for a year? What's the average rent time? Oh no, it's just for like uh, one email. You can you can rent it for one email. So let's say you're putting a, a workshop on, and you're like, I really want to fill this workshop, and maybe that workshop at the end you're you're gonna sell your programs, and uh, you can actually you know, go there. They'll tell you the image size. If there, if there's an image included with the copy, how many words it's got to be all of that. And, um, yeah, you pay them and it goes out, but it's usually going out to millions of people. 
you know, if you get a list that's, that is a really good list, it's, it's either thousands or millions of people. And so you're paying to be promoted by that brand and the ROI is usually really, really good. So it's, it's worth, it's worth the money and it's usually not that expensive. I really love this idea of capturing the ROI when we're sending out emails and not just saying, let's just hope and pray that we might get a click or response that we're actually measuring testing based on what we're looking for in our ideal audience. And for those of you who are listening, this is the second part of my interview series with Amy Montgomery. So go ahead and check that first episode out because we talk a little bit more about marketing and the psychology of the customer journey. But right now we're specifically talking about emails. But I will say that having a firm grip of your audience is so critical before you hit send or send out that email. Yes, definitely. And, and I think that your emails and your lead magnet should also filter the people, um, so that you have the right people in your email list. If you came up for a, a, with a really good idea for a lead magnet, but it has nothing to do with your products or services and what you have to offer, there's no point in you having that lead magnet. Cause now you've got all these people that care about, you know, X, Y, Z list that you created and it has nothing to do with your products or services. So it always, always should be a splinter of your main products or services that you're offering. And then your emails should be around that same content that people have opted in for. You know, that's something that people miss out on a great opportunity is they'll create a lead magnet, but then there's no follow-up. Then maybe you'll, you'll go into welcome series, but then, then what? Well, the best strategy is to have several automated messages that you have set up that are going to give them more value and more information about that topic. And so you're not just getting them this wonderful download. You're actually providing some value and then, and, and creating that engagement. So then when you actually ask for a sale, you, people already trust you. They, they, they love the content that you're providing and they're going to be easier to convert. You know, as you're talking about this, I think about one of my very earliest email marketing campaigns. I had an opt-in for learn how to tame back pain. This was back in the day when I was doing personal training. And when you opt into it, you got an automated email sequence. Obviously, they didn't know it was automated. Uh, that was triggered literally the, the day you got opted in and one of five days was about all the components about why you educating you about why you have back pain and talking about how to prevent it. And then the last ex, little was exercises about how to solve it. And then the last one was an invitation to work with me one-on-one. And I think a lot of newbie entrepreneurs need to get in the habit of making email campaigns and doing one-offs. Because that's going to be a lot of saving grace because you don't know when people are going to subscribe. But if you've got a sequence built in, you don't have to be like, oh, shoot, I don't know what this person was opting. You can literally put tags and segmenting people and letting, and so you know, okay, they were inter- they opted in because they were interested to this component of 
all the products that I sell, but I like to turn it over to you and ask you about why do we need to segment? Yeah. So it's really important to understand uh, your community, um, as you mentioned, why they opted in in the first place and that you can follow up with them related to that topic and you give them more information on that topic. You know what they're interested in, because if you go out and you do, say, a launch of something and um, and, and you send it out, you're, you don't want to send it out to everybody. You're going to want to send it out to the people that are interested in that. And so if you're strategic with your lead magnets, you should be selling the products and services that relate to that lead magnet to your people. Now, I understand that, you know, maybe you only have one or two services, maybe your business is small, but as you grow and your services grow, your lead magnets should grow as well so that you can, you can target those people. Because if somebody comes in and they got, you know, let's say you're a relationship coach and they, they got a really great checklist for um, how to have amazing relationships. And then all of a sudden you're sending them to um, how to speed date. You know, I'm, I'm doing a course on how to speed date. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm in a relationship because, and I've got this checklist that's helping me have better relationships. Speed dating has nothing to do with me. So you really have to understand what they, what they want. And that's, that's why it helps to segment. And it also helps to know what is, uh, what's converting it, what's working, what's not, you know, if they, if they come in on, on one lead magnet and those people are never converting into buyers, well, there's something wrong with that offer. Those are really good points. As you were talking about identifying the needs of your potential customer or existing customer, one of the things I love, I know Active Campaign does this. I don't know about some of the other email companies, but they can, they literally allow you to have links that says, Hey, are you tired of these emails? Opt out. Or, Hey, would you like learning to learn more about blah, 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 click here. And then automatically moves them from one list to another. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, one thing about some of those is that if they, if, if they unsubscribe, then it permanently takes them off and, and you can't manually add them back. So that's something to keep in mind. I know that constant contact does that. If uh, you use that, it will permanently remove people and, and you can't manually add them back. So we have to be really mindful of the pros and cons of each email subscribing company because they all have their own little nuances. Yeah, definitely. One of the things I want to say is, and again, for those of you who are listening, this is the two-part series. We're talking specifically about email marketing here, but one of the cardinal sins that I see with newbie entrepreneurs is that their marketing feel from their emails is completely different from their posts or their squeeze-in pages. And they rely on the templates of whatever email service that they're seeing, they're using. And I'm like, I'm doing a face palm going like, just because there's a template that's provided as part of your active campaign or convert kit or AWeb or whatever you're using does not mean you should use it. Yeah. Yeah. It should sound like it's coming from you. And, and the other thing is that I think that there's sort of a pressure to, especially when you're first starting out, I know I did this where you feel this pressure to be super formal and all businessy 
And, you know, so there's some people that will even go to the extent of, you know, saying we, when it's just you. And, you know, I'll confess when I very first started my very first organization, I didn't have an assistant and I, I created an email with somebody else with a different name and pretended to be my own assistant. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, my assistant will get right back to you, you know? (laughs) And and because there's so much pressure and you see all these other people that seem so important and at the end of the day, um, clearly like that, that wasn't, uh, needed. And I've heard, I've since heard other people do that same thing, confess to the same thing. So we're all feeling the same thing. And here's the thing is that again, if you remember that people are going to connect with who you are as a person, they're going to connect with your story, your journey. And it's really important that you just be yourself. And, you know, just write your, your messages the way that, um, you know, that you would talk to them directly. Authentic, authenticity is going to win. Now you can definitely go out and you can hire somebody to do, you know, write emails for you and all that. But if you get a template, take time to make sure it sounds like you. If, if it starts out with, Hey, and you never say, Hey, don't say, Hey, you know, if it's very formal, dear Mr. And Mrs. And you don't ever say that don't write it. Um, I actually worked for an organization and I did their, their email marketing and they were extremely formal with all of their emails. And the person that they were writing the emails for was a very laid back guy you could a very approachable and, you know, talk to everybody in very normal language. And so the emails just didn't match who he was. And when you start to do that, people start to not trust you because they don't think that the, the messages are coming from you. And just remember that, that that's the most important part is that you're connecting and building a relationship with them. At the end of the day, you don't want to do business with people that don't like you as an individual. If they're going to unsubscribe because of a certain way that you speak or you communicate, then you want them to leave. So you're all about building relationship or not having a relationship with those people. Absolutely. I love how you say that. One of the things that I always tell my clients is literally write the way you speak. And if it may sound a little informal, then so be it. At least it feels as if you're having a conversation with them in the real world. Yes. And having that connection with someone is that gap between I don't know you versus I love to advocate on your behalf. One of the things that I see a lot of people don't do, and I highly recommend, and I know you probably can talk more about this in detail, is encouraging them to share the emails with other people. Yeah. Yeah. That's a definite way to get other people to join your list. And, you know, even if there's a, some sort of lead magnet that you've offered in the opt-in email, you could say, Hey, share with a friend, getting people to take extra actions, just build that relationship just increase that relationship with you. I often in my, um, 
in my opt-ins, I will ask people to reply and let me, let me know. I want to make sure that they got the download, just reply and say received. And it's amazing how many messages I get from people that say received. I'm so excited. And it's so neat to be able to see that people are actually enjoying what I'm providing because oftentimes you don't get that response. So adding those things and sharing and asking people to share, um, you can use a little bit of a theme. Um, those that care, share, <laughs> you want to help other people share with the content. It always works. Absolutely. And one of the things that I love to do is on kind of a little the bottom footer section is making sure that I allow people to have links to my other socials and links to perhaps maybe a product that I really think might be interested to them separate from the, the message. Yeah, that's, that's always a good idea. And I, I put all of that as well in my welcome uh, series. So I make sure I actually ask people, here are my different social medias. If you really, really need to reach me, this is the best social media to uh, reach me. And this is the best way to get my attention. If you don't want to send me an email and, uh, and I let them know, Hey, you know, these are some of the products and services that I'm going to be talking to you about and sending you emails and you're going to be getting, you know, I'm going to be selling to you every week. So people know and expect that they're going to be getting these messages from me and they're going to be getting different campaigns and it takes a while to set that up. So yeah, I think that, um, that awareness is always a great idea. I love the way you say, I'm going to be sending you emails and trying to sell to you every week. Like you make the declaration. And if someone's not on board with that, they're most likely not going to be a customer anyway. Yeah. They're going to unsubscribe because at the end of the day, it's your email list is not like a bunch of friends that you've collected. It's, you know, not just to have a list and say, I've got a big list. I mean, there's people out there that have these gigantic lists and they've never sent an email. And, you know, I actually was working with one guy, had 2.5 million people following him, huge YouTube channel, and he was providing tons of value. And he really what had never sold to his email list. And that's probably the one of the worst things that you could possibly do is not sell because then wow. people, when you actually do sell, they're going to be turned off because you didn't train them to expect to get sales. And so he actually launched um, an online course and it wasn't even that expensive. Somebody, and he had 2.5 million people following him and only 40 people bought. Wow. And so they brought me in and, you know, wanting to know why. And I did a 400 page analysis on their landing page and everything else. But I'll tell you within five minutes, I knew why. So you've got to, your, your email list will be absolutely useless to you unless you uh, consistently send those messages out. Again, people aren't waiting for you for your emails every day. So if you send you know, I got, I got like probably eight, nine, 10 emails from one guy, um, this past week, I think one day he sent me four or five, they all went into junk mail and I didn't see them. So, but I, but the ones that came through, I actually saw, so you just never know what's going to, what's going to junk mail. What, what aren't people seeing? And, um, it, it, you really need to prepare them to get sales because again, 
They're there to buy your products and services. They're there because they were interested in something that you had to offer. And you don't want to just collect them and have them around if they're not ever going to be interested. And uh, that's why it's really, really important to, to keep on top and make sure that they are, they're active and they are consistently interested in what you have to offer. This is all part of the customer journey experience, guys. This all has to be integrated. Emailing is not just asking for sales. It's really understanding as well as the needs and making adjustments to making sure that we're serving them and making pivots as needed. And one of the things that you mentioned that I want to dive in a little bit more detail about is that training the audience. And I, one of the things that I encourage my clients to do is train people on your socials and say, Hey, my people who are on my list are going to get this new secret dropped into their box. If you want it, you should be signing up and providing a link to your opt-in page. You get people trained to understand that the value and all the things they're missing out by not being a part of your list. Yeah. And I think that a couple of things that people miss out on is number one, not promoting your lead magnets on your actual social media. Um, maybe you'll use a LinkedIn or not a LinkedIn, but a link tree. And you'll put uh, all of your downloads in the link tree, but you'll never post about them. And what you really should be doing is if you, you know, you did a blog post, your lead magnets should be embedded in a blog post. And when you post it to social media, it should be, Hey, by the way, you can, um, opt in and get my, you know, lead magnet and it's in the link in my bio or whatever it may be, but letting people know and keeping them aware of those, I started to actually, you know, um, post more of those and let people know what I have to offer. And that allowed my email list to grow faster. And, you know, I've always used, uh, YouTube a lot and, and had all of my links in YouTube, but posting about it and also selling on your social media. And, you know, of course the people that are just becoming aware are not going to be the buyers. It's going to be the people on your list. But if you're going to do a launch of any type, if you're you know, going to be sending out some sort of offer or whatever it may be, you absolutely should be putting that on your social media and saying, Hey, I'm selling X, Y, and Z because then people that are new, they're going to become aware, more aware of the products and services you're, you're offered. They may not be ready right then, but they're definitely going to know then that you offer that product or service. I will tell you this, some of the people that, you know, I used to sell a course. Um, it was a $2,000 course on um, my YouTube channel. And it was all about building a private label and launching that online and on Amazon and all that. And I launched a, a program and I went live on YouTube and I said, Hey guys, I'm launching this program and I'm having, I have this webinar and, um, I actually, you know, actively did some, a little bit of selling and the people that purchased, um, out of the people that purchased the majority of them were absolutely brand new to my channel. That was the very first video that they saw Wow! and they were ready to buy. And they just immediately went into the webinar and purchased without even a second thought. And so you just don't know where people are in their decision process. And if they come across your content and you're about ready to sell something, 
then, you know, you, you want them to be aware of it. So I would absolutely um, say to include that in your content strategy, make sure that you are selling on your social media and making people aware of the pro- programs that you are selling. Absolutely. If they don't know, they can't buy. Yeah. And they're, and, and, you know, they might uh, be really interested in the product or service that you're offering. And maybe it's the lead magnet. Maybe, maybe they weren't that interested in lead magnet, but, oh, now that I know that they have that, how do I get into your list? I've actually had people say that to me. They'll say, oh, you're, you're offering X, Y, and Z. Well, how do I get on your email list to get, you know, get the offer? And um, because they didn't want my, the, the lead medics that I had at the time. So uh, always give people a way to be able to access those things and let them know what's going on. And I would love to add and make it easy for them to share your information with other people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It was, if there's any kind of major takeaway from our conversation on email marketing, it would be. Oh goodness. I would say if you're not using your email list, not emailing them consistently every week, then, um, you're missing, you're missing out on a ton of revenue and a ton of business. That's what I would say. And consistently is not once every six months, guys. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You should be sending like, um, you know, I mean, depending on how hard you're selling, there's some things that maybe you do a hard sell that's every 30 days, but you should, you know, you should be selling something every week. If you're not selling something every week, then um, I would question if you're actually running a business or if you are just running a blog and you send out blogs, you know, you do want to provide that value and you should consistently provide that value through all of the online content you create um, and continue to give, 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 give. But if you're not selling, then you don't know if those, you know, people are, are customers or if they need to go back into your social media and come in another way. One of the things that I think about in regard to training our audience and making them expect certain things, I'm, I'm specifically thinking about one particular person who has a 200,000 person list. Uh, she sells lux- uh, luxury candles and Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, a certain amount of emails go out. I'm dropping certain things. Tuesday, Thursdays are surprise emails about some random pr- product that she wants to have on clearance and she literally has people expecting those emails and i remember one time she was saying that she forgot her tuesday surprise email and some people emailed her like wait a minute what's the surprise discount and it's exciting when you see people become accustomed to the emails and obviously the amount of emails that you drop vary i know in the digital marketing space sometimes it's not uncommon to drop four emails a day yeah that's cool you know other people are like they're sending once a week some people sending literally daily i know in the retail spot getting daily emails is a normal thing so you know promoting it from different angles a lot of people 
don't buy, not necessarily because they don't see the value. Maybe they're just interested in one other aspect that you never thought was as important. I specifically thinking about stitch fish that comes from my mind right now. And what they do is I've noticed they have a sequence where for those of you who don't know, stitch fish is basically having custom uh, picks of clothing sent to you. Anyway, one of the things that I've noticed that sometimes they'll talk about, hey, athlete leisure, and then they'll talk about comfy clothing, and then they'll have, you know, and I noticed they, they're probably tracking and monitoring all the different emails and how people are responding. It's just part of our marketing strategy is that we're always testing. Those, these are part of our metrics and seeing what people are opening based on how you segment it and what's really interesting them. And then obviously, depending on the information, you can make those pivots and changes every 90 days. That's why it's so important for those of you who are listening, listen to the first part of our conversation that Amy and I talk about marketing, because we always need to have a toolkit of understanding how our customers are engaging with the content that we give to them. Yeah, and I would also say with um, the e-commerce aspect of things, there is sort of a e-commerce 101. And with e- in the e-commerce world, if you want to increase your sales by 30%, it's all done through the e-commerce, e-commerce ecosystem, which is primarily built on emails. And uh, there are certain sequences that must go out. And some of those, like if you get Clavio, for example, which is a popular e-commerce uh, software, um, some of those are set up, but other ones aren't. And it really, again, it's focused on that relationship building. You should be doing behind the scenes. You should be doing webinars about your products. You should be doing all of that kind of stuff. And um, that is how you increase revenue for an e-commerce business. It's through the e-commerce ecosystem, which is based again on email. And um it's very important to have that in place. So I absolutely agree with all of the e-commerce. Um, and so think about the fact that e-commerce businesses are built on emails and how important it is to understand that people are excited when they get those. They get a look at all the different products. They get a look at, you know, it's fun and it should be a fun experience. If someone's really interested in what you have to offer and the topics that you're talking about, they're going to love to read your messages. They're going to really enjoy what you talk about and what you're passionate about. So, um, and they're going to, they want to be sold to, they want to know what you're selling and what can I buy from you? This has been such a fun conversation and I know we probably could talk for another hour on email. Definitely. uh, People have a lot of things to do and I don't want to take too much of everyone's time, but Amy, how can people find you and see what they can get from you? Yeah. So I, my email is amymontgomery.com or a call to thrive.com. They both go to the same place. One's easier to remember than the other. And, uh, I have there, um, a place where you can get marketing strategy from me. If you're not sure what you really need to scale your business, you can um, book a free call and I can explain to you all of what you get in that. And that is, uh, my low dollar entry offer. And then I also have a lot of, um, marketing services, everything from social media management to blog writing, to email marketing, to Google ads, Facebook ads, and all of that. You can check all of those out, um, under all of in my e-commerce store. That is my marketing services. 
Amy Montgomery, it's been a pleasure. And I definitely would love to talk with you a little bit about more email marketing in the future. Thank you so much for having me on. This has been a lot of fun. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys for listening. And again, thank you, Amy, for your time. Thank you so much.